1: That's audible.com slash Wondery or text WonderyPod Pod to 500
2: 500. The new reporting tonight on that Chinese spy balloon as it floats over the United States heading east, carrying cameras and collecting intelligence. So, why hasn't it been shot down? Well, what the heck is that?
3: That's not the sun.
2: The international crisis unfolding tonight with China's surveillance effort discovered. We have all the new details and the diplomatic fallout after the Secretary of State cancels his high-stakes trip to Beijing. Dangerous polar vortex, the brutal record-breaking cold temperatures felt by tens of millions. Warming centers open as it will feel like negative 15 in New York City, 30 below in Boston and negative 40 degrees in Vermont. An American aid worker killed in Ukraine while helping civilians. CBS's Deborah Pata tonight speaking to his widow. Surprising jobs report the lowest unemployment rate in over 50 years. But what does it mean for inflation? An update on the monkey business at the Dallas Zoo. A man is under arrest tonight, suspected of stealing two rare primates and the connection with the clouded leopard set free. And on the road with a prescription for kindness. You
4: can see that one small act makes a difference.
5: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. Tonight, a life-threatening and brutal Arctic blast of cold air and strong winds are sending temperatures plunging for tens of millions of Americans. We've got our forecast tonight in just a moment. Plus, the other big story tonight, that Marine veteran working as an American aid worker killed in Ukraine in an ambulance while trying to help civilians. Well, tonight, we speak with his widow about his heroic actions as Russian missiles rain down. But first, all eyes on the sky tonight tracking that Chinese balloon as there are new questions about what the Chinese are spying on. The White House tonight saying it is keeping all options on the table. The Pentagon saying today they don't believe there are any weapons on board. And yet this is another hit to the already strained relationship between the U.S. and China. And now America's top diplomat is postponing a high-profile trip to Beijing just this weekend. We have all angles of this story covered, beginning with CBS's David Martin from the Pentagon.
6: The Chinese balloon is enormous, carrying a payload of cameras and antennas as big as two or three school buses. It is powered by solar panels and steered by a rudder as the prevailing winds push it eastward across the United States at an altitude of 60,000 feet. China says it's simply a weather balloon that lost its way, but U.S. officials don't believe it.
1: The fact is, uh, we know that it's
0: a surveillance balloon.
6: And the reason Secretary of State Blinken canceled his trip to meet with China's President Xi. I made clear that the presence of this surveillance balloon in U.S. airspace is a clear violation of U.S. sovereignty and international law,
0: that it's an irresponsible act.
6: It came over the Aleutian Islands and Canada and passed over Montana, where intercontinental ballistic missiles are based. Today, it was spotted over Missouri, where commercial pilots were warned to be on the lookout. Kansas City Center, uh, good morning. After 11 o'clock. This thing is weird. Pentagon officials say it carries no weapons and is not likely to pick up any intelligence Chinese satellites haven't already collected in their frequent orbits over the U.S. Are we certain about that if we haven't actually captured the asset? If we haven't actually looked at the instrumentation, do we know exactly what we're dealing with? Republican Congressman Mike Gallagher, chairman of the House Select Committee on China, says the military should have shot it down before it ever reached the lower 48. We just have to send a signal that
5: violations of our airspace, violations of our sovereignty like this will not be tolerated, and they'll be met
6: with a strong response. One official told CBS News President Biden initially wanted to shoot it down, But Pentagon leaders said it was too risky. Any potential debris
1: field would be significant uh, and potentially cause civilian uh, injuries or deaths uh, or significant property damage.
6: The balloon is expected to be over the U.S. for a few more days and then out over the ocean. That will likely be the best chance to, as one official put it, dispose of it when it's safe. Nora.
2: All right, David Martin, with that new reporting, thank you very much. want to bring in CBS News Chief Foreign Affairs Correspondent and Moderator of Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan. Margaret, good to have you. All right, that high-stakes meeting canceled. Did the U.S. have any choice? No, this was just too politically difficult to go ahead with the trip. I mean, this
7: was meant to lower tension and it's done anything but because of what happened on the eve of that trip with this balloon. The U.S. is deeply skeptical of these claims that it is just a weather balloon that wandered off course. If so, why not call and alert the U.S.? Uh, instead? They're using terms like unacceptable violation of sovereignty. I mean, that's a big claim there. And for Secretary Blinken, he said himself that it made it impossible to discuss the wide range of issues they needed to because this happened. And really, Nora... You know, the political heat in this town around China is rising and it's increasingly bipartisan.
2: Yeah, but you can't have a Chinese aircraft in U.S. airspace. Seems like a dramatic escalation. What options does the U.S. US have? Well,
7: the U.S. won't say this is it. But for the Biden administration, calling off the trip is a big reaction. The secretary did call in a top Chinese official for a scolding at the State Department Wednesday. He called his counterpart. Secretary Blinken did this morning um, and said, we'll come in the future. Um, But if you compare it to the Trump administration, when they caught espionage back in 2020, remember, they shuttered that Chinese consulate in Houston. This is more muted. The focus is on not escalating tension.
2: We'll be watching, Margaret Brennan. Thank you so much, and we'll see you on Sunday. Now to the dangerously frigid temperatures threatening what's described by the National Weather Service as a once-in-a-generation cold. From the Midwest to New England, some cities could break records with wind chills of 50 or even 60 degrees below zero. We get more now from CBS's Nancy Chen.
8: The brutal cold came in with a fury. In Oswego, New York, frigid temperatures and howling winds blew in overnight, creating hazardous conditions. But it's New England that will feel the brunt of a polar vortex, bringing double-digit wind chills. In Boston, where the city has already declared a cold-weather emergency, the deep freeze has forced school closures. At a city park, hats and gloves were left for anyone who needed them.
3: If someone's outside for a long period of time, definitely dangerous.
8: Across the city, dozens of warming centers have opened in preparation for temperatures that feel as cold as 33 below zero. But the misery will be shared. Wind chills could plunge to 15 below in New York City, 40 below in Burlington, Vermont, and 60 below in northern Maine by Saturday morning. Still, those temperatures are balmy in comparison to the top of New Hampshire's Mount Washington, the highest peak in the northeast. Tonight, fierce wind chills could drop as low as 107 degrees below zero, with hurricane-force wind gusts up to 140 miles per hour. In the south, states are beginning to thaw, this week's massive ice storm led to at least 11 deaths, dangerous road conditions, and down power lines. In Texas, over 200,000 customers are still without power.
0: Our focus remains on getting power back on, clearing debris from roads, and helping everyone in our city return to normal.
8: Just about every corner of New England will be below zero at some point, with records expected to be smashed, including one set nearly 140 years
2: ago, Nora. That is really cold. Nancy Chen, thank you for being there. We appreciate it. So everybody wants to know how long will this cold last? Well, let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at The Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris
0: good evening nora it is going to be a quick shot of arctic air but it is going to be about as extreme as it gets it is dangerous cold air that is going to be moving across the northeast factor in the wind and it is going to be extremely dangerous potentially frostbite in a matter of minutes to your exposed skin the potential tomorrow for seeing the readings drop down to 23 degrees below zero. Again, factor in the wind chill. Some areas it's going to be 50 degrees, what it feels like on your skin. This is some of the coldest air in years. By tomorrow morning, here's a look at some of those wind chills, dangerously cold. There will be some moderation on Saturday, more significant warming, Nora, by Sunday.
2: Chris, thank you. We've got an update now in that double murder trial of disgraced former attorney Alec Murdoch. Prosecutors today asked a judge to allow the son of Murdoch's longtime housekeeper to testify that Murdoch tried to steal millions of dollars in insurance money following her death. Well, the judge is considering whether to allow jurors to hear about Murdoch's multitude of alleged financial crimes as he stands trial for the murders of his wife and youngest son. Heading overseas to the war in Ukraine, the U.S. today pledged another $2 billion in military aid to Ukraine to help fight off Russia's brutal invasion. The news comes as we're learning more about a humanitarian aid worker from New Jersey who was killed while helping civilians in that war torn country. CBS's Deborah Pata reports tonight from Keith.
9: Pete Reed was used to working under fire in some of the world's most perilous hotspots.
5: I want to thank our all of our amazing volunteers that have helped us out this year in missions across Iraq and Mexico and Ukraine.
9: First as a decorated Marine, then for nearly a decade as a humanitarian aid worker providing medical services in war zones. Like here, helping to save a life in the fight against ISIS in northern Iraq in 2016. Working alongside him in that video is his wife, Alex Potter, a photojournalist and trained nurse whom we spoke to by phone as she was en route to Poland to begin the painful task of bringing her husband's body back home. Through a year of Mosul time in Yemen and other places, he's always kept everybody else around him safe. So it came as no surprise to learn that Reed's ambulance was helping to evacuate people from one of the most dangerous front lines of the war in Ukraine, the town of Bakhmut. Reed got a call from another evacuation team that had been injured and rushed to help. Then his ambulance was hit. I heard from someone that. He was protecting someone else with his body when he died. Alex said it is what he loved doing and what he ultimately gave his life for.
7: He just loved everybody so well.
2: He was really special. Deborah Patter, CBS News, Kiev. May he rest in peace. Back here at home now to the economy and the surprising monthly jobs report. U.S. employers added 517,000 jobs in January and the unemployment rate fell to 3.4 percent. That is the lowest it's been in more than half a century. Stocks, however, fell over concerns that the strong labor report will mean the Federal Reserve will keep raising those interest rates. CBS's Carter Evans has more.
5: Business is back at the Tallybrand restaurant in Burbank, California. Owner Karen Ross says she just made five new hires. How have things changed?
8: I've had in the last two, three months more applications than I've seen on my desk in four years. An abundance of people looking for work.
5: Jobs in hospitality and leisure got the biggest boost, with restaurants and bars accounting for one out of every five hires in January. In all, more than a half million jobs were created, nearly triple expectations. And today, President Biden took a victory lap.
6: We have created more jobs in two years than any presidential term.
0: You look at all the data from the labor market right now, and and there's no sign that we're about to tip into a recession.
6: But
5: economist Nick Bunker with the job posting site Indeed.com says there are still caution signs.
0: The cautious part of my optimism comes from how this data is interpreted by policymakers, particularly the Federal Reserve.
5: With the Fed raising interest rates at the fastest clip in 40 years, some business leaders have been preparing for a recession. The tech industry cut almost 100,000 jobs in 2022, and the layoffs are accelerating. Just last month, almost 42,000 tech jobs were lost.
0: The tech sector is actually a very small percent of the overall labor market. What would concern me is if we start hearing these sorts of announcements from companies like Walmart or large fast food chains.
5: Are you still hiring? Still hiring. Looking but for- Karen Ross is still struggling with inflation.
8: The profit margin is very, very tight. We can only raise our prices so much.
5: Now, inflation has been declining in recent months, but it's still stubbornly high. And after today's blockbuster jobs report, many Fed watchers think the central bank is almost sure to raise rates above 5 percent in May. Nora.
2: Carter Evans, thank you so much. Well, the economy will certainly be a focus of next week's State of the Union address. CBS News, primetime coverage of President Biden's second State of the Union and the Republican response begins Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, right here on CBS, and we hope that you can join us. Police say that they've caught the suspect behind a string of mysterious incidents at the Dallas Zoo, including the theft of those two monkeys. We've got details next.
3: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
2: We have some breaking news. A sixth Memphis police officer has been fired following the violent death of Tyree Nichols. The Memphis Police Department said Preston Hemphill was fired for violations of personal conduct, truthfulness and compliance with regulations when it comes to the use of his taser. Five other officers were fired and criminally charged. To Texas now where police say they've arrested a man who stole two monkeys this week from the Dallas zoo. The 24 year old suspect is charged with multiple counts of animal cruelty and burglary in connection with other incidents at the zoo where animal enclosures were cut open. Police say he was arrested Thursday after visiting the Dallas Aquarium. The stolen monkeys appeared to be unharmed when they were found inside an abandoned house. Big changes aimed at keeping kids healthy. Could be coming now to school meals. We're gonna dig into the details. News today that the FAA is investigating what happened at Newark Liberty International Airport in New Jersey when two United Airlines jets clipped wings today. A plane parked at a gate was clipped by an empty plane that was parking at the next gate. No one was hurt, but passengers on the jet that was hit had to switch to another plane. Well, for millions of kids, big changes could be coming to the school cafeteria menu. The Agriculture Department is proposing new nutrition standards for school meals. For the first time ever, officials are recommending limits on added sugars in sweetened foods, including cereals, yogurt, flavored milk and breakfast pastries. The plan also calls for a gradual 30 percent cut in salt by 2029. A 60 day public comment period on the plan opens next week. Sounds like a good idea. All right, an Alabama man's generosity is exposed and it's starting a movement to help those in need. That's On The Road, it's next.
3: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
4: Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
3: I could stay here forever.
4: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
5: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way?
2: Finally tonight, with all the anger and hate we see in the world today, it is nice to remember that there are still some people out there with a good heart. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road.
3: If you need your faith in humanity restored, the pharmacy in Geraldine, Alabama has just the medicine. A story of kindness that began 10 years ago when a man walked in and asked to speak with pharmacist Brooke Walker.
7: So I assumed that he would needed counseled on a medication. And that's when he said, you know, do you ever have anybody that can't pay for their medicine?
3: Brooks said, all the time.
7: And he said, next time that happens, I want you to use this.
3: He handed her a $100 bill, the first of many $100 bills he would donate, anonymously, to help those in Geraldine who can't afford their prescriptions. People like Bree Slogater,
7: to be honest, I was desperate. I was like, what am I going to do? I was defeated. She said, it's taken care of. And I said, how?
3: No one in Geraldine knew how. No one knew who. Until a few weeks ago, when the donor died and the story came out. His name? Hody Childress, an Air Force veteran and farmer. These are his children, Doug and Tanya. So when you heard of this secret, were you surprised? You no. Know, he was not a wealthy man, but he was probably the richest man on earth with his heart.
4: Yes, he would say he's building up his riches for eternity,
9: not for here.
3: In fact, they say Hody was near broke after spending more than $10,000 on other people's prescriptions. The high cost of prescription drugs is a problem that extends well beyond rural Alabama, and a humble farmer can only do so much to fix it. But, as is often the case with kindness, sometimes a small deed can start a monumental movement. Are you aware of what's going on? Oh, we're aware. It's global. it's just blown our mind.
4: That one small act makes a difference.
3: Proof of that now shows up every day in the pharmacy mailbox. Folks either donating to keep the fund going in Geraldine or pledging to start a fund at their pharmacy. Doug and Tanya say that generosity doesn't take away their pain. Sure do miss it, Dad. But it does give it purpose.
9: You made a big impression on people.
3: Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Geraldine, Alabama.
2: Every act of kindness makes a difference. Good night.
0: If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.